Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban, Master Certified Life Coach and Weight Loss Coach. I'm Sandra Priestley. I am a, what am I? I'm a leadership coach for female entrepreneurs and I'm a feng shui practitioner. Hello, hello. Almost forgot there. Hey, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I am like, I'm so excited to see what kind of whiskey you're drinking today. (laughs) I... I decided to drink a red that it was in my pantry and it is, I don't even remember when I got it from where I got it from or when I got it from. I don't know, but I liked it and it's called decoy. <gasps> I have had that before. And I think that's pretty good. Have you? It's a mm-hmm. cab sap. Yeah. Yeah. Duckhorn portfolio. Like I just, yeah, I'm just uh, looking at the back here. Oh Yeah. Super cool. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking today. Tell me what you're drinking, you badass. (laughs) Well, I'm still on my whiskey kick. Um, Okay, for Mother's Day, um, we had a friend that gave me this little, it it was just the dried fruit and it's called Southern Concoctions. And it's Texas old fashioned. So it's got some fruit and spices in here and so you pour you fill this thing up with whiskey and then you just let it sit overnight well we made it oh I don't know if it was last Thursday okay put it together for me with the idea that sometime during the week we were going to taste it well that happened oh so So. um so I have no idea I might be drinking water. We'll see. So I, <laughs> I have to strain it. So I have the little mason jar and the little thing and the little cool. strainer. The little strainer. So we're going to try oh. not to make a mess. And we're going to see how this goes. So, well, far, I, so, so far, so good. I can't wait to see what this tastes like. I'm kind you of really a- like whiskey is now your thing. It's like your thing. You know, I was talking to a client today and she was asking me, like we were talking about branding for her business. And so I said, you know, well, branding is like, what are you known for? Like, how do you tell your story? What are you known for? And like, what would you think that I'm known for? Because, you know, and so she would say my SJP shoes, she said, and I'm like, you know, quite honestly, you know, you want to know what happens is I get DMs all the time with jokes with the F word in them. Like, and people will say to me, oh, I saw this, thought of you, (laughs) you know, like, and it's like, the one is like sending me a, I got a mug just a few weeks ago or a few days ago, rather. And the mug, this picture was this mug and from uh, Prairie Chicks in Sherwood Park, um, Alberta and on the mug it says fuckity fuck 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 <laughs> saw this thought of you <laughs> totally yeah cool okay yeah. <laughs> and then another one was a pie chart and it says uh like there's a big huge part of the pie and it's like chances I'll say fuck in a sentence today and it's like the majority like 95 percent of the pie right. and then the other five percent is chances I will say fuck today in yellow and like the little sliver is in yellow (laughs) and I get that and I get all the time like 
cute little shirts or memes or things mm-hmm. shared to my to my uh, to my DMs with the swearing in it, yeah. like the like the F word. So now I feel like your thing, whether you wanted it to or not, you've fallen into you are the badass who drinks whiskey. I apparently. I'll take it. And, you know, I would have never, ever in a million years thought I would get on some weird whiskey kick. (laughs) So who knows? Okay. So here it goes. I'm still in the happiest hour cup. Okay. I love it. Okay. It smells good. It's like orangey. What does it have in it? Orange, cherry, clove, allspice, cinnamon, agave sugar, and cane sugar. Wow. Sugar with what good. kind of with what kind of whiskey like the Longhorn oh, or whatever it was that you is that one that I sent you that I took a right that I put on Facebook mm-hmm. it's that bottle wow I mean not the whole bottle but so not I peanut think, butter I think I put too much in here I don't think I should probably drink this much <laughs> it'll be a good podcast if I'm you used to pouring wine I guess that's what that I'm gonna have to learn about whiskey is that you don't need a half a glass of whiskey okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> flavor. Like I taste the cinnamon. Does it have cinnamon in it? Yeah, it does have cinnamon. Okay. I taste the cinnamon and a little bit of the cloves and the oranges. And it only has a hint of heat. Huh. You know, that whiskey feeling that it's kind of warm when it goes down. Yeah. It burns. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, it's like my Gerwurstrominer in a can, you know, is it what I would choose every day? No, but by the time you've drank one, two, three cans, it's pretty you're, damn fucking good. good. You know, it's well, we'll the best. I have a happy hour. Wine. I have a happy hour with work when we're done. Oh. So oh. we'll see. Maybe I'll you show could, up and be crazy. I don't know. Who knows? You could be the best happy hour ever. <laughs> you know, you know, there's workly and homely, you know, I mean, there's, there's two different Lees and I'm afraid the whiskey might make me forget where I'm at in which Lee I'm supposed uh, yeah. to be. <laughs> now you're the whiskey Lee. <laughs> there you go. I have three, I have three Lees. Now. Three, three of them. So what are we going to chat about? Girl, I don't know. I mean, this week oh. has been just all there's, there's so much material. Um, it's been an amazing week. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But is there anything specific going on with you? With me? No, I have been, well, we have roofers here and actually, you know what? I could talk about my roofers. <laughs> um, so we have a beige house and I've got a red door, you know, mm-hmm. for feng shui. But I, I did like, it just went, the yeah. red just went. So I've got this beautiful Caliente red front door and this sort of like a, a taupey beige house with siding. And then um, these like sort of brownie orangish shingles, which I never really loved, but you know, re-shingling your house is a lot of money. Right. <laughs> like, so you know, it was never one of those things that you just think, Ooh, let's re-shingle. Like I'm so excited to re-shingle. But when the shingle started to deteriorate, we decided, um, it was time to re-shingle. So I chose 
I chose the color called brownstone and it was like a dark chestnut brown, like a, like a really deep sort of dark brown, almost leaning to the black, like really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. And so they are working on the back. It's been three days now. They were working on the back. And once they had done the very first day, uh, Cam went out into the backyard and he looked and he came back and I go, how does it look? Uh Long pause. And he goes, well, didn't you choose a brown? And I'm thinking, oh no, I did. I chose brownstone. And I had, I don't know why, but I got rid of the sheet. I got rid of the like pamphlet. Uh-huh. which was not smart but anyway so I'm like yeah I, I totally it's like what color is it like please don't say it's orange like I can't stand the orange like please don't say he goes well it's not orange oh no it's gray wait what <laughs> like I didn't choose gray gray doesn't go with my beige siding gray doesn't go with my chestnut brown stairs what? So I go outside, I take a picture. I'm thinking, oh no, oh no, oh no. We went and looked and sure as shit on the shingles, on the siding, it says brown stone. As it turns out, it's not brown. It, it's gray. It, it's gray. It, it looks brown. It should be gray stone. I know, yes. I know. So I, anyway, we could do several things, right? And I really sat in the awareness of this moment because I thought, well, number one, they've done half of our house Mm -hmm. in a color that is the right color that I chose. Right. It's not what I thought it would look like. It's not what the pamphlet looks like it looks like, but I am not going to spend an additional $8,000 to remove what they did because I didn't like the color that I chose. Okay. Yeah. So I really sat in that and going, I'm going to trust that it's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust that it's the right thing. So Cam is like, okay, (laughs) he does not like it. Right. (laughs) And so then he went back to, he went to work and, and he's like, how does it look? Looks great. It looks great. Like day two, it still looks great. By day three, but I'm still holding the faith Yes, that it was what I chose for a reason. And I knew that anything less than brownstone was too orange. Anything more than brownstone was too gray or too black. Mm. So, you know, I just went, okay, like, we're just going to lean in and we're going to trust well, it's still gray, but it looks smashing. Yes. It is beautiful. Mm. It is beautiful. And sometimes, you know, and it's the same with paint. Um, like if you're on YouTube, you can see this, but on the podcast, you can't see. I have, I love color. And the back of my wall is called... Um, in uh, something blue anyway it's like a like in indigo indiana indigo maybe it is indigo blue i think it's indigo blue and so i love this but it it happens every single time 
every time that I go to pray, like go dark over some light, mm-hmm. I'll paint the entire thing. And Cam comes in and he goes, holy fuck, that looks really dark. Yeah, I know. Hold the faith. And, and up until there's like one strip left, you look at it and you think, shit, okay, it used to be white. And now it's like dark black. That's what it looks like. You put the last strip on and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It happens every single you time. You have to have so much faith painting because you're you right. Do. You don't see it and you're going, oh shit. Like, yeah. what did I just do? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And that, and and even too, like, I know camel go, it's pretty dark. Like it, it could be like a, a, a mint or, or a, like a mauve you know, like light purple and Cam would go, Oh, it's pretty dark. It's pretty mauve. It's pretty this. It's pretty that. And then I put the last strip on and he goes, Oh, it doesn't look very dark. Or he'll say, it looks really small in here. Like, you know, you've made it really small because you made it really dark. And I put the last strip on and he goes, Oh, it feels pretty expensive. <laughs> so I, I held yeah. that faith. I swear I held that faith because I just thought once all the orangey brown is gone, mm-hmm. what can we open up to? Yeah. And it has just like modernized our home to the next level. Wow. I know. That's so awesome. Well, I know. Were, and I'm, when you were starting, I was sitting here going, but you picked that color for a reason. Like right. that was what was in the back of my mind. It's going to open up something huge because you well, know, I started right, thinking is, is about it metal? Yeah. Is, okay. Structure. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Right. Like, like, yeah, more structure to my business, more structure to my life, more, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we'll have to see, but um, yeah. And I was thinking to myself too, like, what would the roof represent? What does, like, what would the roof represent? Protection. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Protection, mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, um, I don't know, like in case, like in case, yeah. like safe, safety. Yes, safety. It's like it feels safe, yes. safety, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's going to represent to me. So I'm like, ha, huh, safety in my up level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It was, it has been such a moment, but I, I do think that so often, what is the story? I mean, again, I constantly think this, you know, Lee would say, what is the story you're telling yourself? Like, I, I really do. And I remember, I, I just kept thinking, I chose this for whatever reason I am meant to have this color. This is the perfect color. And I'm going to lean into the fact that it will be perfect and it will bring me everything this one ship will bring me everything that I desire yes like yeah that's the story I'm choosing to tell your next level it's my next level (gasps) so excited there are no accidents there are no accidents so Uh many crazy things happen and you know we just got to lean in and go the universe is this is happening for us yeah. And, and it is so easy in the moment to see something that is going wrong. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And keep telling that story and staying stuck there. 
And when you're staying in that story stuck there, you can't yeah. see what's on the other side of it or what's right next to you because you've got blinders on because you're just looking at that one thing you're really pissed off at that mm-hmm. might have been a fleeting moment that happened. Yeah. Someone said something, someone, whatever. And it's not even currently happening. And we're still sitting there brewing about it and angry about it and missing out on everything that's going on around us. And we're feeding it. Oh, we feed it. Yes. And make we're it bigger. feeding it. We're making it bigger. We're making the story bigger. We're making yeah. the story worse. We're staying stuck in it and we're giving it energy. Yeah. Like yeah. we're giving literally what we don't want more fucking energy. Yes. So great. I mean, yes. you know, like there's that. Oh, did we talk about this on this podcast? I can't remember, but it was like, you know, the story of the two wolves. Yes. Do you know the story of the yeah. two wolves? Like, you know, and the evil one and the and the good one, or I think it is. And it's like, which one wins? The one you feed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and, and I mean, we're not perfect. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm feeding. You know the why we know this? Because we experience <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but we can stop ourselves and go, yes. like, really, what are you doing? Like, you're making this story up. This is what happened. This is the whole story. This is all the shit you've made up about it. Wouldn't you like all that time you spent making up all that shit to be focused in to doing something different? Right. Mm-hmm. I know. And, the, and this is, this is the thing for me. It was just like every time that I can sit in more of awareness of what I, what my energy I'm putting out there, what I'm thinking and what I'm being and, and, you know, my fears or spending more time energized, putting energy into my fears instead of my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the more in awareness that we are, the more powerful it feels. Yes. It yeah. feels powerful to not be the victim of your story mm-hmm. that you're telling in your head. Yeah. But instead going, you know, like Gabby Bernstein, like the universe always has your back. Yeah. Like whatever happens, it's happening for you. And we just need to lean into that. So, you know, I really did just think, okay, I chose this color. Does not look like what I envisioned, but maybe... I can envision something greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because and how much of our we... life is like that too. Yeah. We, we don't want to say, Hey universe, I'm going to put in an order and I want this experience in this house and this, and this, and this, all this stuff here, because what do we limit ourselves to? Right. You know, um, when we were buying our first house, I was pregnant with Lily and I think I'm due like in two months mm-hmm. with her. And Paul comes home from work one night and he has just been laid off. <gasps> and we're like, well, and the, we were in an interesting situation at that point in our life because we used the money that I made as most of the money, even though I didn't make most of the money, he put all of his check that he would make in savings, except for $700 a month. So 
we were in a really good spot where, you know, he was going to get severance and then unemployment, which was like $900 a month. So okay. we were going to have these, you know, the extra money in savings from his severance. And then he was going to get like a $200 raise being on unemployment. <laughs> oh, but something was like, you know, we we're not buying this house. Like mm-hmm. it would be irresponsible to do this without a job because what if it takes longer to get a house and the house that we were going to buy was maybe a 10 year old house. It was cute. It was teeny nightsy, but it had a rose garden and it, I mean, it had some cool things to it, but the house I really wanted, we couldn't afford at the time. It was just a little bit outside of our price range. Mm-hmm. And so we backed out of the house and stayed put. He got to work immediately. We didn't miss a beat. Had we bought that house, everything would have been perfect. But what it did is it made us stop and go, that's the house we, this really isn't the house we want. Right. That is the house we want. And within six months, um, we were, no, that's not true. It was a year or so. Yeah, it was a little over a year, but that's when we started building the house we wanted. So we just, mm. waited. but it's understanding when these things pop up instead of getting wigged out and yeah. frazzled and letting it consume you to trust because the universe always wants to deliver something better. Right. More than we can imagine. Yeah. yeah. But when we get stuck in the story, Oh yeah. We can't see it. When, when we choose to get stuck in the story, right. When we choose yeah. to, cause, and, and I mean, I do choose, sometimes I choose the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty addictive truthfully mm-hmm. because it, like, I mean, you get that adrenaline going. A lot of us want to feel, right? Like we, yes. we want to feel that. So it's like, oh my gosh, you know, and you get stuck in this energy of the story and the energy of the trauma and the drama and the bullshit. It is like an addiction to it. Yep. And yep. it's like, it, it increases your adrenaline. And so you want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And the more you stay there, the more you stay there, like, you don't, you can't see the gifts because even if they're coming, yeah. you're like not opening the door for them. Right. And on the, you don't flip, even know that anyone is knocking at the door. Yeah. You can't hear the door. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, when you spend a lot of time in the vortex, mm-hmm. that is just as exhilarating. And if not more it so, is. because you're just in this mode of gratitude and, and this week has been interesting for me in the vortex. Um, because I've had some really cool conversations with my father two nights in a row. And, and I would get off the phone. His sister has been sick. She's not like sick, sick, um, nothing life-threatening. Um, but so we've been, we've been in contact and, and then we'll just kind of talk about business. And then we start talking and, Mm -hmm. Both nights I got off the phone and I told Paul, it's like, it's so weird. I was totally in the vortex, like talking mm-hmm. to him. We were just being real. And I mean, it was just like heart to hearts two nights yeah. in a row. And so, and it was funny because, you know, then we want to play pool and then we want to, you know, 
we're not ready to, you know, I'm tired. And, you know, it's all this mm-hmm. energy. Yes. Um, and that's what it's, being in the vortex does. And the opposite drains you. Yes, you're exactly. And, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I mean, like, it's like a hit of a drug, right? Yeah, and then you like you go up and then you crash. Yeah. But I find like, even on these podcasts, like, like truly, I don't recall ever if I felt, you know, sort of tired or whatever, but if I had felt tired before the podcast, we would get on this podcast and it's energizing. It's energizing to be in alignment. It's energizing to be in the vortex. It's energizing to have these kind of conversations. And the more we spend here, the more it feels like a nap. This is like the natural high. Yes, (laughs) It's like the natural high versus, you know, the sugar high or whatever. Um, And, but it's so... I feel like it's so freeing. Like I had a, I, I had a DM from someone I posted, I reshared something. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, everything is going to be okay. Like it was like a post that it was like, you know, everything is going to be okay. And everything is going to work out even better than you ever thought imaginable. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking in my head. I don't know what it actually said. It was long. Right. And someone s- slid into my DMS and said, wouldn't that be nice if that were true? Something like that. And I said, my response was, I choose it to be. Yes. Like, full stop. I choose it to be. Yeah. I choose it to be true. I choose. I get to choose what I believe. So I choose it to be. And um, she said, I'm trying to. And I should, I think I should go back and say, have you listened to my podcast with Lee? (laughs) I should. Um, But, you know, and I felt so sad. I felt so sad that I couldn't reach her, that I, that she's, she's clearly following me, but hasn't been able to get out of the story that she's telling herself or her situation. Cause like situations suck shit. They do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes life is hard. That's true. Sometimes things feel heavy. That's true. Sometimes catastrophe happens. That's true. Mm -hmm. But how long are we choosing to stay there? One of my favorite quotes was a friend of mine that said to me when I was going through a rough time, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. And he said, Sandra, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. It's not okay to stay there. Right. Best fucking quote ever. Absolutely. Because we can feel that. Yes but we don't need to continue the story that keeps us there. Mm -mm. Like Mm. so good. So sometimes people define themselves maybe by a moment Mm -hmm. or a struggle that they're having. And they Mm -hmm. look at that thing in their life that they do not want. And they talk about it and they bitch about it and they feel sorry for themselves about it. And they tell everybody about it. And that becomes the focus of their life, which encompasses every area. Well, that's their identity. Right. And it's like, that is a thing that is happening to you. That is not your whole life. Yeah. And when people can understand, oh shit, there are all of these other things I can look around at and be grateful Mm -hmm. for and spend time on instead of 
regurgitating the bullshit. Right. And the worst thing I think is when I've seen people like own, like, let's say they have an illness or they have something that bad has happened to them. Mm -hmm. They've got an ex-husband who's a dick, you know, they were a victim of something. Mm -hmm. And when they own it, it's hard to move past because then they, they own it so much. It's like they swallow their trauma to the point where, or they're like the thing that happened to them right? to the point where, what am I without this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, like, what am I without this mental health issue? What am I without this uh, physical ailment? What am I, you know, even like, if you think in terms of like, I, I used to work with someone who had fibromyalgia, but it was like, Oh, but I have fibromyalgia. And it was a lot of what she talked about. And I absolutely understand that, but it also stopped her from reaching out to the things or doing the things that might have alleviated some of the pain that she was in. And she would acknowledge that too. Like she said, like, you know, I've been this way for so long and people are telling me like, you know, what I can do to sort of alleviate it. And now I'm fearful because who am I without it? Mm-hmm. Like it was such a good awareness, right? That is huge awareness. Cause most people do not think they, they, if they do think it, they won't voice it. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that's a like hard thing to acknowledge. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. It's when it's part of our story. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get that. Like, you know, like I, I have a lot of things that I tell, uh, you know, stories that I tell about what was, but I also constantly am saying like, you are not what was, or even what is mm-hmm. like, what else is possible and how can we lean yeah. more into that? Right. And I think that's the best thing that we can possibly do. But sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, unless you're sitting in that constant awareness and constant willingness to work on it. Well, and it's funny because there are days that I have that I will be in a, you know, worried about stuff, telling stories, not the story that I'm wanting to create, but the complete opposite. And so I don't feel good in my body when I'm like that. I can, it, there's a, there's a feeling I think that once you become aware that yeah. it is not comfortable. And so I'm talking to myself and I'm like, you need to turn on Abraham and put your earbuds in, like mm-hmm. listen to Abraham. You will feel better. And I'm like mm-hmm. the little bratty child. I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't, I know. <laughs> you can't make me, you're not the boss of me. And I laugh at myself and I'm like, okay, if you want to stay in this space, go ahead. But when you want to feel better, mm-hmm. That's yeah. something that you can do. And then as soon as I do it, I'm like, oh. yeah. And it just reminds me, stop telling stories. Yeah. It, ones at least. I saw a post the other day and it was something like Abraham says, your only job is to feel better. Yes, that's it. It's, it's some, something like that. Your only job is to feel better. And I think sometimes we, we, um, almost put some shame around it. Like if we feel like shit, then we're bad because all my whole job is to feel better and I'm sucking because I feel like crap. 
And I don't think that that's true. And I don't think that that's what they meant, but I think it is like, sometimes we have to feel what we're feeling without telling the story. Like when I do the power of you training, this is what I talk about is like, just feel yeah, like feel sad for yourself, mad for yourself, angry, frustrated, defeated, whatever it happens to be, just feel it. But stop the thoughts when you start to talk to yourself in your head going, this is bullshit that shouldn't happen to me. And this is wrong. And this is this. And I'm never going to get it. Like, stop the thoughts. Yeah. Don't listen to like, stop talking. Because what you're doing is feeding the emotion. Just yeah. feel the emotion to release it. Like, what, what do they say? Feel it to heal it. Mm-hmm. And like, feel the yourself, emotion without the stories. What does it really mean? Because I know when I'm going off on a tangent on a story and I feel my body and I'm like, okay, what are you thinking about? Okay. You're telling a story. What story are you telling? And then I'm kind of regurgitating the story. And I'm like, what part of that is true? And then I'm like, like what happened? What was the thing that happened? Not all the shit you made up about it, but just that little Mm -hmm. thing. And usually if I can catch it in that stage, it's so much easier to just back it up. Like, oh, wow, you were really making up a story there. When you do it for two weeks, it's a little harder. (laughs) (laughs) True. But, you know, in the prison, they used to say, we used to do this program called Cognitive Skills. And um, maybe I told this story. Now I can't remember how many stories I told. Because I've got a lot of them. told a story like this, but, you know, you can tell it again. Yeah. But, I mean, this inmate came up to me and said, Priestly you want to know what I learned in cognitive skills today? I'm like, fuck, yes, I really do. Please tell me something good. He was like, man, there's facts and there's assumption and I can't act on assumption. (laughs) Shit, that's fucking brilliant. You're right. You can't. And we often do that. We create the storyline And it's not even like, what is the fact? You know, like, what is the fact? This happened. This happened. That's it. But we don't need the assumptions and the stories of like, holy fuck, she probably will think this of me. And she probably will think that of me. And how am I going to do this? And what is it going to, you know, this meant this. And when she said this, what she was really saying is, and it's like, no, this is what she said. Stop me. Make it meaning something else. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's so true, but we, we do, we have this, like, we have this talk track. Yes. Like, right. Like Sarah Blakely, um, she talks about her talk track and paying attention to what is in your talk track all the time. Yeah. And that's the key to success really, because your talk track is what's running the show. Yeah. yeah. It so is. Our, our job is to not be lazy and really pay yeah. attention to that talk really pay attention to what we're saying. What, what is the story we're telling ourselves? Yeah. And is it what we want in life? Right. Like, and what, what do we get to choose? Mm-hmm. We get to dream, you know, yeah. we get to dream and we get to like, that's how we're going to create like the same woman. She said, I said, well, what, like lean more into your dreams. And she said, I used to dream dot, dot, dot. I don't now. Like, Oh, well, that's, the problem like let's dream just a little bit like just a little bit what can we just one degree shift better yeah right and we just start there but you planted are we we are so i planted 
I feel like we're way out of time. Oh, we are so out of time. But yes, but she planted a seed for sure. Yeah. And the universe, if we have the, if we had the opportunity to find our path, find, lose our path, I know for me, and then get back on, you know, she'll be fine. She's just got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this has been fun and fast. And thank you guys for joining us. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next Thursday on the happy half hour. Bye.